you know, you need to get comfortable with the unknown. Mm. Because when you are uh, doing things like this, innovating, uh, pushing the envelope, uh, leading edge type of approaches, you may lose some sleep over that now and then. Mm. But each time you can see the proof that it really worked and paid off, uh, you sleep much better. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Devin Miller here uh, at a, with another episode of The Inventive Journey. Um, for those of you that are new to the uh, podcast or uh, first-time watchers or listeners, I'm Devin Miller, your host. I am the founder of Miller IP Law, where we, uh, we're patent, attorney, patent and trademark attorneys that help startups and small businesses uh, protect and grow their business. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and love to explore the, the journeys of others. So today we have a, a great guest on that's going to tell a little bit about his journey. Um, he is uh, Ulip. I want to make sure I say it right. And uh, he is uh, worked for quite a while at uh, IBM and did uh, some data security, um, worked for, or had some big customers that he'll mention about and kind of we'll talk through a little bit about his journey. But uh, welcome on to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, thank you for coming on. So tell us a little bit about your journey, about uh, how you got started all the way, way back when in IBM and then what uh, brought you up till today with uh, working with uh, security. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so I, I worked at IBM uh, 20 years uh, in software development uh, and in the IBM research organization. And my focus was IT architecture and security. So I uh, developed the databases, uh, applications, and focusing more and more on security. IT security, data security became more and more my focus area. Mm. And uh, I've been head of innovation at uh, TokenX, a payment uh, security company. And I've been chief technology officer at a couple of companies like Atlantic BT, uh, compliance engineering and Protegrity. And at, at Protegrity, I invented a new way of doing data protection called bulkless tokenization. And I was very excited about taking that innovative step into uh, securing payment information and all kind of different uh, PII identifiable information. So uh, I, I've been in research, as I mentioned, and I currently have 73 issued U.S. patents. Mm. And they are in the area of encryption, uh, threat protection, data usage control, intrusion prevention, and so And during my uh, time at these companies, I worked with uh, IBM, Microsoft, HP, Oracle, RSA, and other companies. So it, uh, I, I left the big company, IBM, to a startup, Protegrity, where we uh, had joint integration projects at IBM, Microsoft, HP, and Oracle. So IBM uh, became a reseller, put our security product on the IBM price list. Microsoft uh, became a close partner 
So my team had an office on the Microsoft campus uh, outside Seattle, and we developed uh, an e-commerce security product for Microsoft. And Microsoft distributed our software uh, on, on the Microsoft software distribution. So we're going to, I'll pause you right there for just a second. So you jumped over a bit of a, 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 I'm sure an interesting point, which is, hey, you were at IBM, I think you mentioned for 19 or 20 years, worked with them for quite a while. And, you know, and, and especially back in the heyday, and IBM still a huge company and does a lot, but, you know, 19, 20 years, you know, quite or a bit ago, they were a big company. They were, you know, well-known, name recognized, had a lot of, you know, stability and brand power and everything else. And then you decided to, you know, jump over and do more of a startup on data security. And IBM became one of your, you know, one of your customers in that. But how did you decide, okay, I'm at IBM. I've been there for a while. You know, 19, 20 years is a good, is a good chunk of time at a given company. How did you decide that now we're going to strike out on our own or do a startup or go over to data security and leave what would be IBM and what people, you know, some people would think would be, you know, a dream job or a great company? Uh, okay. I, I tried to convince IBM to focus more on database encryption, database security. Mm. And uh, it was too early. I, I think that innovation was ahead of its time. So I decided to leave IBM because I always follow my passion. I get a, an, a vision, a, an ID, and I just want to pursue it. So uh, IBM, it was too early for IBM, so I left uh, uh, to a startup. And uh, I talked to Oracle at, at, at that time. And Oracle said, hmm, that, this is interesting. And we have uh, one of the two major soda beverage manufacturers, and they need encryption of the Oracle database. And that was something Oracle couldn't do. So um, Oracle told this company to contact me and our startup company, and we developed our first product. Mm. And that was used by the beverage company to secure uh, a lot of sensitive data, uh, IP data, uh, HR data, and uh, shortly thereafter, uh, Microsoft came to me and said, well, you did this for Oracle. Could you do it for Microsoft? Mm. And, and we started an integration with Microsoft, a very tight integration, deep integration with Microsoft. And uh, then a couple of other companies came up, Sybase for the financial industry. And they uh, we developed... Uh, deeply integrated product with Sybase that they used for the financial industry. Uh, big data uh, company, Teradata, uh, then came and became a reseller. So we started to protect and encrypt the very large databases. And a couple of other companies like RSA Security came and said uh, they, they needed more data protection, data encryption, and... Uh, we helped them with that, including the key management, and it, it was a fun journey. So you, there's a whole bunch of uh, great names that you dropped there as far as first customers or clients you brought on. I think you mentioned before you had you know, Pepsi and Coke and Microsoft and Visa and American Express and Goldman Sachs. And so 
you know, everybody, or oh, basically everybody's heard of those companies. So how was it, uh, you know, how did you go about if you're, you're starting your business, um, you know, you're your startup and data security, were they, were, you know, you get all these big companies, were they approaching you? Were you going out with them? Was it just such a need in the market? that They're knocking down your door or kind of how did you go about landing some of those big, you know, what would be big companies or big accounts um, as a startup? Okay, that was interesting. We did not approach these companies, Visa, MasterCard, Goldman Sachs, American Express, and, and, and more. We did not approach. It was actually IBM, Microsoft, and Oracle, and Teradata that told us that they had customers that urgently needed this type of security solution. So they brought us in, they helped us in, in a, I would say, in a very supportive way. Yeah, so it come, because we were inventive, we didn't, we didn't have to use the normal development and support channels, partner channels. It, it instead became a very tight team, develop, joint development teams. Mm. that first integrated the products, brought their customers in, helped us to succeed, and then eventually helped us to go to market. So I think we were lucky by having something uh, that was uh, leading edge, innovative, and they these companies, uh, big companies, couldn't uh, uh, deliver what the customers asked for in, in a timely manner. So you, it was almost really you had you put out a good product or product you use a, a bit of your initial network or people you knew you, they became evangelists or almost kind of went and spread the word and you're getting referrals from them because they liked your product so much. Yeah, you know I that's correct. I, I've been in in that industry for for some time. So if people in my network me up and said, "Hmm, I heard you are working on this new inventive technology. Could we do something here?" And we did. That's awesome. then, over, then over the years, I wanted to go a little bit broader beyond database encryption. So I went into companies uh, that developed data discovery services and software, uh, cloud application security brokers that are encrypting data before it goes to the public cloud, uh, and web application, firewalls, WAF, products uh, and I I also worked in in companies that provided SOC security operations center mm -hmm. uh, so, so I saw a couple of different angles uh, how you could skin the cat and make data uh, and security better okay no so that, that's very interesting so now almost shifting, slightly shifting gears, you can obviously tell by your accent that you were foreign born and then you moved into the U.S. kind of, is it, was it in the midst of your, um, of your career or doing these kind of businesses? How did you, or, you know, when was that happen and what made you decide to leave Sweden, which is a great country and come to the U.S.? Was it opportunity? Was it the businesses you're working with? Was it just wanting to, to see a different part of the world? Or what made you kind of uh, move, you know, move uh, as, as you're doing all this, move from one country to another? Yes. So this development started in Sweden, in Europe. 
And more and more of, of the development and engagement uh, with IBM, Microsoft, HP, Oracle, uh, became very US-centric. So I ended up spending more time in, in US than in Europe. And we decided to move to US, move the company to, to US. And that, that was great. If the customer base, the initial customer base, was basically uh, in US. Hmm. Okay, so it's a matter of you decided if most of your company business and clients are all located or, or, or located within one given uh, de- or geographic location or one area that you might, or you'll want to be closer to the cu- or customers in order to better service them? Yeah, and I mentioned uh, uh, 73 issued US patents. So the story is basically uh, when engaging with these customers mm. and these partners, they were coming up with new requirements. They were discussing direction in the industry and what, what they needed. So it became a, a wonderful platform to do more innovation hmm. so it came for free by being early in in you know one security aspect hmm. so then we jump forward a little bit and just tell us a little bit about today you're now working so you went through you've done ibm then you went to do data security you worked on uh, cloud technology for a while and did some research development on that and now you're almost moving into kind of a payment platform, right? Is uh, to kind of do payment uh, and do all of that? Yeah, I am. Yes, I am helping different companies, advising them in the areas of payment applications. For example, startups in that area that are innovating payment systems. I'm advising organizations on solutions for data privacy and security, and in particular in, in the mix of environments where, where they need to consider on-premises combined with hybrid cloud solutions and the mobile environment. Hmm. So then, and so you're, you're doing that, doing it as a kind of a, a consulting, you're helping people to better secure, better protect our money and our transactions, which is always a, a positive. Um, so how did you, so you, you kind of make these, and they're all kind of within the data security and, you know, um, technology rail, <coughs> excuse me. Bless you. Um, so you do all of that. So how did you decide kind of when you got to, when you decided to make the jump between each of them? So you go from IBM, you go to data security, you go to cloud technology, now you're working and consulting in that and doing a payment platforms. And I get that there's kind of a common thread, but how did you decide, okay, I'm, kind of done or I'm wrapping up with this next one. I'm ready for my next adventure, my next journey or my next opportunity. What kind of uh, triggered it, that each time? Uh, I, I think I was uh, triggered by my network. So people that I work with or, or used to work with in the industry, they uh, had a dialogue with me about what is the next frontier? What do we need? And what, what are the problems that are not solved? Hmm. So, uh, for example, currently I'm working on I- innovation in an area that is helping secure sharing of data, secure exchange of data. 
in a highly distributed environment, uh, highly cloud-focused and mobile-focused environment. Yeah, I, I cannot talk much about the details, but it's basically taking the next step in securing data, uh, being compliant, but making data usable. When you share that with partners, when you share it internally, when you uh, address threats from criminals and different type of attacks. And that's very exciting. No, I can I see that. That's a, a pretty exciting place to be and to work in and to, to be working on developing. So what? So then we'll, as we're kind of looking at that and, you, and you've jumped through, you've done all those projects, which one's been your favorite or if you were to if you were to if, which if you were to just have unlimited funds, unlimited ability to go and do whatever project you had, you know, money wasn't money and time weren't any issues. What would you jump into either next or what would you uh, continue to do? Uh, I view as the cornerstones uh, are based on data, the applications that are using that data and the user that is accessing that data. So those are the constants and the core of what I view as security and privacy issues. Mm. And data application and user is then applied to different environments, mobile, cloud, and hybrid environments. So solving better ways to secure, securely operate and share data in those environments is mm. where I want to go next. So for example, you, you have more and more untrusted parties that you need to work with. They need to do computing for you. They need to, uh, you need to share information with them. And uh, you still need to run a business. So uh, whatever you do need to be highly transparent to the mm -hmm. business processes. It needs to be compliant, of course, to uh, many of the new uh, coming uh, regulations. You, you have the GDPR, you have the California CCPA, and you have uh, more and more privacy regulations uh, coming on us. So finding that balance between operational requirements to run your business processes and at the same time providing a, a, I would say adequate security for security and privacy for compliance reasons, for uh, addressing uh, emerging attacks on, on, on your data and, and your systems. So mm. that's where I want to be. Uh, I want to continue to be there. And, and it, it's a changing landscape. So, so it's, uh, uh, it's very, very encouraging. 
All right. well, I, I don't think that uh, data security is going anywhere anytime soon or payment platforms or cloud technology. So you're certainly positioned well in a lot of those areas because there's certainly continuing to be growing areas. Well, hey, we're reaching quite towards the end of the episode and I always have two questions. I always want to make sure that we hit on. Um, and so I'll, I'll go ahead and ask those now. So the first question I always ask is, so what is the, the worst business decision you ever made? Uh, I, I think that looking back, I stayed too long in that big company. I, I, I learned a lot at IBM. I had a lot of fun, a lot of friends. But staying there for almost 20 years, that was too long. I wish, looking back, I, I think I should have started uh, a new company before that. Mm. And also moving from a small company to United States, mm. uh, I should have done that earlier in my career. All right. So biggest mistakes were is you didn't jump in soon enough and you waited too long, but uh, it still sounds like it worked out well. Okay. Second question is if you were to get someone that was uh, trying to get into maybe the technology industry or payment platforms or cloud technology or data security and kind of all that realm. If you're someone that's either just wanting to get into it or just have a startup that just uh, began in this industry, what's the number one piece of advice you'd give them? Um, you know, you need to get comfortable with the unknown hmm. because when you are uh, doing things like this, innovating, uh, pushing the envelope, uh, leading edge type of approaches, you may lose some sleep over that now and then. Mm. But each time you can see the proof that it really worked and paid off, uh, you sleep much better. <laughs> <laughs> and and for example, if, if you look at uh, Protegrity, uh, the first startup I mm. worked in, they are more than 300 people now, many years after. So, so I'm looking back and, and I, I uh, conclude that, okay, we didn't know in the beginning if this actually would be feasible or sellable. And eventually it proved out, we started a little bit early, but eventually it proved out to be uh, a great solution. Oh, cool. Well, that is, that is great. So uh, I think that's some great advice for people to, to follow as they're, as they're uh, trying to do their startups to get into this industry. Well, thank you for coming on to the podcast. It's been, it's a fun, uh, it's been fun to hear your journey and always uh, never enough time and always more journey than uh, they want to talk about, but it's always fun to hear um, how, how people get going. And it was fun to hear how you uh, started with a big company and weaved your way through a, a few different businesses and made the transition and moving, uh, moving to a different country and all of that. So thank you again for coming on. Uh, thank you, Devin. It was a pleasure to have this conversation with you and stay safe now. I will certainly do so. So thank you. So and then for all those, uh, all the listeners for, if, uh, if you enjoyed this journey and you have a journey of yourself, uh, of your own to tell, uh, feel free to go on to uh, inventivejourney.com and apply to be a guest on the podcast. And for those of you that are uh, looking or starting a, a start, startup or a small business, 
and wanting to protect and grow it, uh, certainly feel to reach out. Um, at Miller IP Law, we want to make sure to help you protect and grow your business with patents and trademarks. So always let us know, and we're happy to help you along your journey. So thank you again for coming on, and it's been a pleasure, and uh, we hope, to, hope your journey continues to go well. Thank you very much, and most importantly, stay safe now in these times. All right. Certainly will.